So if you think that being in a relationship equals happiness, if you think that being in a relationship means not being lonely, then you're wrong. Negative emotions can be really useful to us. Sadness makes us realize the things that we've lost. It makes us realize the mistakes we've made. Feeling nervous or anxious makes us aware of what we're worried about. We can explore why. You have to have this strong inner confidence in yourself, this strong self-esteem, self-love and self-worth before you get yourself into a relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to being a single millennial girl who's just navigating living alone, dating, friendships and more and all things single life. This week we are coming up to Valentine's Day. So instead of recapping what I have done for the last year or two, I am going to be delving into another element that comes up around this time of year. There are ways to be single and enjoy Valentine's Day, which is what I discussed on last year's podcast episode. But this year, I want to focus on the misconception around the desire for relationships at this time of year. Valentine's Day is nothing like a reminder that you are not in a relationship. Now, for some of you, that's exactly where you want to be. You don't want to be in a relationship. You are okay and you're accepting of the fact that you're not in one right now. And in fact, some of you actually want that. You love that. You have no desire at all right now to be in a relationship. And that makes going through Valentine's Day so much easier. But for some of you, it will not be a choice. It might be quite close to a breakup or just be your first Valentine's Day alone in a long time. And you don't really know how to navigate it. Now, at this time, the highlight of being in a relationship versus being single is shown truly because it's such a public display of love and affection, just like Christmas is, where you see some of the pictures of all the families together. That is another peak time for potential engagements, which could be really sensitive for some people that where engagements have broken off or an engagement you thought was going to happen or marriage even didn't happen or just the ending of your own relationship. And Valentine's Day is another very public holiday in that sense. And we get a lot of engagements around this time too, potentially as well. However, what I want to delve into today is that the outright statement that getting yourself into a relationship is not the key to your happiness. There is this misconception, this common belief that if we were in a relationship, we would be happier again. There's this thought that the loneliness will be diminished, that it won't be a thing anymore if you're not single anymore. And it's that the status of being single is the bit that makes you unhappy. Now, for some, you might look at your friends and go, but they're just so much happier now that they're in a relationship. They've got someone to do things with. They've always got that default person. Now, that is true. But there is a lot of other sides to the idea of a relationship. Relationships take a lot of work. Relationships are effort. They require you to tend to somebody else's needs daily, in most cases, in some way. And then we've got this idea of happy. Happiness is a fleeting feeling. We cannot make happiness last forever. And it's all about it meeting our expectations. Whereas what I want to do is make sure that we're focused on the right feeling because happiness all the time means that you don't experience negative emotions and negative emotions can be really useful to us. Sadness makes us realize the things that we've lost. It makes us realize the mistakes we've made. Um, Feeling nervous or anxious makes us aware of what we're worried about and we can explore why. We can't just be happy all the time. It's not reasonable to think that way. Our lives are full of a variety of 
emotions that we should accept happen. So seeking this happiness the whole time has to be looked at. Now, happiness itself, even if we even if we look into that, I look at it more as a contentment and a sense of peace. That giddy happiness of like joy and excitement is very different to this idea of just being okay and letting go. Our outlook on life has a lot more of an impact on the way that we feel our lives is going than our relationship status. If you're single and can accept that, as I mentioned, there are some people that do that at the start of this podcast, their lives are going to seem happier and they're going to feel happier or more content or more at peace because they accept what is going on. If you're in a relationship, you are accepting of that. It just seems easier to accept because it's what you want. And it comes back to this idea of Mo Gauda and what he was saying on the Diary of a CEO podcast, which was along the lines of the fact that happiness is when expectations meet reality and therefore you're not, you not meeting that would reduce that impact of happiness. Well, that means that if you change some of your expectations to some degree, particularly of something that you can't control, then your happiness level would change. If you can't control the outcome, which is making the outcome meet your expectation, then you have to adapt your expectation. You have to understand the likelihood. You have to understand that you want that beautiful, loving, healthy relationship, not one that's going to traumatize you, not one in which you're going to feel unloved, not one that is essentially going to fill a void for a little bit, but it isn't really the real deal, which is what you're looking for. And change that expectation to be able to then see that you can be happy regardless of that relationship status. And then it means that our relationship isn't such a big part of our happiness. Instead, you're going to look at what it is that you think you can do in a relationship that you can't do now. Tell me that. That's what I would be asking if you were in the middle of my coaching program. I'd be asking you to explain it. What are those things that you feel you can't do? Because if it's having intimate conversations, you've just got to find the right people to do that. If it's going and doing things, if it's living with other people, then try and live with other people. It doesn't have to be a romantic partnership. And you can't rush that. You shouldn't be rushing that, even if you get into a relationship. Take your time with investing money into someone, especially if you buy a house together. Do you know how difficult that's to get out of if they don't want to leave, if you break up? really, really difficult. So it's important that you actually are careful about the moves that you make in life. I understand the desire for a relationship. I've experienced, I've been in relationships. I've not been in relationships. I've felt the pang to want to be single when in a relationship. I've felt the pang to want to be in a relationship when I'm single. It exists all the time, but you then have to look at what it is that you really have to trade off when you're in a relationship. It is time. If you're going to do it properly, I mean, if you're going to really be invested in someone, really grow with someone and really lean into it, communication is pretty high. And for me, communication is even higher because of that anxious attachment style that runs underneath. So I have to talk about stuff. And it's part of me that manages talking about stuff with journaling so that I don't put it all on that person. But it's going to be pretty high in terms of the communication level I have with the person. So To me, it is a shift. I've got to have time to keep up with that person. Prior to that, I would be chilling every evening and I'd be doing what I wanted, doing even more business stuff, or in fact, sometimes chilling and watching TV. Whereas now I need to tend to someone at some point and talk to them. It's not a problem, but it is a shift and it comes with a cost. 
But when I used to be single and have a pang for that, I had to accept that I could find someone on a dating app that could fill that void for a bit. And maybe I could even find someone that was like, oh, okay. But I wanted someone that really wanted to be there that I could grow with. It wasn't just about finding someone to feel a little bit happier about. It was to find someone to grow a deep sense of peace and contentment with, not just a giddy feeling of happiness. Now, the other thing that we have to balance at Valentine's Day is the pressure. We don't have it said to us quite so much as we do at Christmas. Christmas is like this big family catch-up point where you get asked 100 times over by different people in a slightly different way as to why you haven't found someone yet and you get all the cliche comments back. That underlying pressure can still be something that you feel. The idea that being single is undesirable or it makes you undesirable, that it must mean that you are constantly lonely and that you must constantly be searching to be with someone because your life will be better when you're in a relationship. Now, as someone that talks a lot about loneliness, which is one of the strongest things that people say they want a relationship for, I find that when I'm talking about that on TikTok, I get comments from people that are in relationships asking me how to be a part of the single girls club, even though they're in a relationship and they're not single, they want to be part of it. And that's because they see the value in wanting the friendships. They realise and they are experiencing the fact that even in a relationship, they aren't lonely. And that loneliness is causing some of their unhappiness. They don't have that sense of belonging. So if you think that being in a relationship equals happiness, if you think that being in a relationship means not being lonely, then you're wrong. Because there are examples of that quite heavily that go on. Now, another thing about relationships is is that they don't change how you feel about yourself. Even if somebody comes along and bigs you up, it doesn't actually, over time, change the true way you feel about yourself. They can say really nice things for a bit. They can compliment you. They can believe in you. But if you don't then believe in yourself, those words eventually fall on deaf ears and they don't have the impact that they're meant to because you don't have that true sense of self that you're looking for deep inside. It's important to remember that we are the people that determine our sense of contentment, the belief we have in ourselves, what we expect of ourselves. And so, yes, we can find ourselves in a relationship where they support us, they're there for us and they're wonderful, but that doesn't mean that we have this all right acceptance of ourselves entirely. We're waiting for somebody else to accept us before we accept ourselves. And that's a problem. Because if you can't accept yourself, know your strengths and weaknesses and acknowledge and appreciate them, not demonize them, then that's going to crop up in your relationship. For anyone that has an insecurity, so for example, having an anxious attachment style, I will naturally worry about 10 times more than someone with a secure attachment style. And that is shifting over time. I can calm myself down. I can manage it better. That doesn't mean that I'm not triggered in some ways at certain points. And that's not by any specific doing of any person. That's just the way I am the way that I have certain wiring and we have to slowly undo that and work on it. And you heard it just there. I don't demonize myself for having that particular trait. However, I have the self-awareness to know it's not always the healthiest. I have the tools that I've developed and the skill to practice how to try and manage it myself first. And if it's really getting out of hand, it is then to communicate at the right time with my boyfriend, as opposed to essentially making it a problem for them. But no matter what behaviours are coming out, I don't dislike myself for it. I'm aware that some of the patterns I had could have been pushing people away. But at the same time, 
I was also showing the pattern of choosing the wrong people. I was choosing people that had a slightly more avoidant tendency. So you try putting an anxious person and avoidant together, they just push each other's buttons like no other, even without intent and even with the best intent in the world. That's just the way those two people go together. And it doesn't always work unless there's a lot of self-awareness on both sides. But I appreciate that that's who I am. And this person, any person that I see, any person that I date, any person I've ever interacted with, is not going to validate the way that I feel about myself. They might highlight that I've still got things to work on. They might react badly to some of the ways that I've behaved, yet it's not intentionally bad. But it is going to potentially push people away over time if you can't stop and realise what's going on. And so you have to have this strong inner confidence in yourself, this strong self-esteem, self-love and self-worth before you get yourself into a relationship. Because You end up compromising for things in a relationship if you're not careful. And that's the last thing you want to be doing. You want to have a sense of certainty about what you want, how you want to be treated and the dynamic and the way it should be. Without that parameter, you start agreeing to things just to be agreeable, just to keep someone on side, just to make sure that person doesn't leave. Yet you don't actually get what you want. So instead of focusing on getting yourself out of a relationship status. I feel like Valentine's Day is probably some prompt all of a sudden to jump back on the dating apps and go, well, hang on, look, everyone around me is like getting married. They're all loved up and I'm not. Maybe I'm going to put some extra effort into dating. That's fine. That's a great decision to make if you've done the work before. You have got to. You have got to have a sense of yourself before you jump back into that. And I can see it in myself. I can see the patterns. I would I'd be like, oh yeah, that sounds great that you want to go traveling soon. I have no intentions of traveling. So why am I still seeing this person? Oh, it'll be okay for this amount of time. No, I don't really want that though. And you have to be honest with yourself. And that is what a true sense of self-worth is and self-love. Self-love is not having a bath. It's not putting a face mask on. It's not putting some candles on and having a nice romantic evening. That's a lovely treat for yourself. But actually having a sense of self-esteem and self-worth is when you say, no, that's not what I want. That wasn't what I was saying to myself three weeks ago when I jumped on a dating app to try and find someone. Yet this proposal, this idea that someone has for life going forwards, the person that I've kind of been getting on with most, doesn't match mine. And when you then go, you know what, that doesn't work for me. That's not what I want. I'm really sorry. We're going to have to end things there. That is what having a sense of self-worth and showing yourself self-love is. And that is what we should be spending our time focusing on. And it doesn't have to be quite as bold and abrupt as that. But it does mean understanding who you are, what you want, what you value, and leaning into that so that it is untouchable. And people freak out in dating because they think that that's going to mean that so many people don't want to be with them. Because how am I going to find someone that matches all of those things? But you want all of those things. And so you are going to have to wipe out the people that don't really want the same things as you. Being able to see no as a good thing, whether it's a no from them or a no from you, it is the power that you have in dating to say, I don't want this. I want something different. I said at the beginning of this podcast episode, and I recalled the fact that Mo Gaudat said that happiness is expectations meet in reality. It's happiness being what you expected it to be. If you're going to say yes to something that wasn't your expectation, you've got yourself into a relationship that isn't really what you want. You have literally been the one there to orchestrate 
your own happiness. And we can't do that. The whole point is to feel happy, at least for some time, but if not, to feel contentment and peace and that this is the right thing for you. I can't tell you what to want. I believe that you should look for someone that wants to grow with you at the very least and is a good communicator, but I can't tell you what you want for the practicalities in your life. I would want to live with someone in a few years' time. Some of you will do that quicker. I I did it quicker the first time, don't worry. I don't want my own children. You might do, you might not. But I know those lines and those boundaries that when I go into dating scenarios, when someone says, look, I really want to create a family with five children, I, I say no, even if they're a great person. Like, I know that that would internally cause me sadness and disappointment because I know how much sacrifice to me that that comes across as. Other people couldn't wait for that opportunity because that's what they want. That's what they see in their heads too and they get excited about it. And that's where we get the idea of happiness because it feels right. But if you're starting to go, "Mm, yeah, it's not really what I want, but cool, you're a nice guy and I want to keep seeing you. That's a problem. So it doesn't matter whether you're single or in a relationship, your entire life has to match your expectations. And this is why my life over the last year and a half has transformed into something much more aligned. I mean, really over three and a half years, I left my marriage because something didn't feel right. I just didn't know what I wanted from life so much. But then the fact that I then went, hmm, this whole idea of having a full-time job in the way that I did it before being a full-time teacher, like "Mm, that just doesn't work for me. Like everyone's telling me that I should probably stay in this. This is a really secure job. You know, it's well paid as far as I'm concerned. And you know, I would be a fool to leave that job. But despite that societal pressure, family pressure, expectations, but like, what are you doing? I was like, I have to find out because I want to see what it's like to work flexibly. And I thoroughly enjoy being a supply teacher. I thoroughly enjoy that flexibility. I mean, sometimes you're flying by the seat of your pants because you don't know when you're going to get paid next. I mean, I do have some stability. It's not as bad as that, but that's freelance life. That's how freelancers work. Their pay goes up and down monthly. It could depend on what gigs are coming in, etc. That's my expectation of life now is to have a bit more freedom. And that has met my expectation of that. If it had been dreadful, if it really hadn't worked, if I hadn't enjoyed it, then I'd, at least I'd know both experiences to then come back to it. And I know that if I, every time, every now and then I look at like a few jobs online, different things, and I think, oh, I just don't think I could go back to like that determined time like I can't and you know if money gets that bad then I would have to but it is all about understanding what you really want what makes sense for you and really works for you in practicalities and focusing in on yourself a relationship will not be the thing that saves you from your loneliness from your unhappiness from not feeling confident in yourself to do that you've got to cultivate a true sense of self-love and self-worth to know exactly who you are and to not let that falter in situations where it gets tested, such as, do I take the promotion? Do I quit my job and change and go to a different department? Or do I give it all up and change over? Or do I go with this guy because they seem like a nice person who's really appreciative of me and seems to like me, but we don't want the same things? Can you stay true to yourself in the most challenging of moments in that sense? Like They're not challenging as in difficult to achieve. 
It's because they test you internally as to whether you're going to go along with the societal pressure of just being in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship or staying in a job that you should stay in because you should. Or are you going to stick in alignment with yourself? This came up in our book club reading book, which is Untamed by Glennon Doyle this month. And we were looking at bravery. It was a chapter there where she was describing the tale of her daughters getting their ears pierced. One went boldly ahead and had their ears pierced. And the other elder one, in fact, had watched on. And in that moment, they changed their mind and they said, I don't think I want to have it done today. And Glenn and Doyle acknowledged that their bravery was different, that the younger daughter had gone ahead and had their ears pierced and was brave in overcoming the fear of the pain. Whereas the elder daughter had been brave in expressing herself, in being vulnerable and sharing how she really felt in that moment and didn't just go ahead with it because they'd gone out to this ear piercing store. But instead, she'd said, I don't feel right about this. I don't want to do it. And if you can tune into the way you feel about things, that allows you to unlock stuff in terms of making decisions. So when I was leaving my relationship, being able to know how I felt was the first time I really tuned into that. And having now followed it, the sense I get in my body when something is wrong, when something doesn't align, like I knew when I needed to quit teaching. And I knew when I'd had to make decisions recently in the business, for example, like internally, I can feel when it's not right. And that's called gut instinct. Sometimes we tune it out because we try to reason with ourselves. We try to be logical. When in actual fact, we should try and listen to ourselves just that little bit more to help ourselves out and trust ourselves and build that up. So instead of focusing on all the love that you have for other people or that you would like to have for another singular person this Valentine's Day, it's worth turning the tide to look at yourself. What in your life is really going to make you happy? A relationship is not it because I know so many people that are unhappy in relationships and feel they can't get out. I know people that feel lonely in their relationships, so it's not solving all their problems What is it that you think a relationship is going to do that's going to make you happy? And instead, I want you to focus in a layer under that. What is it that you're trying to look for it to solve? And instead of looking to solve that by a partner, then start asking, what can I do about that whilst I'm single? How can I overcome my loneliness? How can I actually have connections, deep, intimate connections with people? How can I ensure that people are going to be there for me? Because the majority of stuff is achievable without a partner. I fully appreciate there's a little caveat usually there for physical intimacy. There's always a bit of a question mark about that because some people will not want to engage in that casually. Like it needs to have meaning behind it. And that is a harder balance to come by. I appreciate that. But I would say 90 to 95% of other stuff can be fulfilled in your life. And I would imagine that you will kiss somebody one day again in a romantic way, because there are so many opportunities at some point for that to happen. But you want to make sure it's with someone that is a decent candidate, even if they don't become a partner of yours. You want it to be someone that you'd want to be kissing because they're the right kind of person and not just because they're the first person you went on a next date with. Make sure that you don't 
get too down in the dumps this Valentine's Day. We have our Valentine's Day event coming up next week, which I am so excited for. Whether that's online or in person, I hope to see some of you there to enjoy single life together, to learn how to be happy on your own and to make the most of taking your friendships deeper and to another level. Until next time, everybody, keep celebrating single life together. Bye.